Join Bloomberg in San Francisco or virtually on May 7th for The Future Investor, Data-Powered Transformations. This 2024 event series will examine how data is not only playing a pivotal role in investment decisions, but serves as a driving force behind the construction of innovative investable enterprises. This series is proudly sponsored by Invesco QQQ. Register at BloombergLive.com slash FutureInvestor slash radio. Hello, I'm Scott Sostrom. I'm Evan Novi-Williams. And I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. And today, we begin with the NCAA, and they're allowing censors. What is this all about? Yeah, this is a, a new one for college for college basketball. The NCAA has granted a waiver for the Mountain West Conference. That's the conference that includes San Diego State, Nevada, Boise State, etc. Allow them to put censors on college basketball players during the year, men and women, and to use those the, the information gleaned from those censors. It's a company called Shot Tracker. Use that information on the bench during games for coaches, right? So they can implement, you know, new new lineups, they can you know, evaluate who's playing well, who isn't, et cetera, using advanced metrics. This is stuff that's used in professional Why in basketball. Why, God's name, are we time. just getting to this now? It's a great question. It's I a mean, great right? question. Oh, well, and only certain in the Mountain West Conference. You know what? If you're not on the analytics train, fine. Nobody's telling you have to. It's an available tool. You want to use it on the bench? Use it on the bench. This counts as a technological revolution yeah, no for kidding. college basketball. It's ridiculous. <laughs> isn't Stern, David Stern, the former NBA commissioner, is he an investor in he, he may be an investor in ShotTrack. If he's not, he's definitely an investor and a competitor. And, and these are, again, these are companies that you know, NBA teams use these or, or companies yeah, that do every, similar things every with cameras. NBA arena has cameras all over the rafters so you can get real-time analytics. Yeah, and, and most pro sports now allow an iPad on the bench yes. for coaches in some capacity. Baseball does it. Basketball does it. The NFL, obviously, with, with their tablet deal with Microsoft. Um, this is a new one for college sports. I imagine that this is just the beginning of a floodgate. In a couple years, I would think every college basketball coach in the country will have access to all of this real-time data on the bench in real time. Well, now, why is it just going to stop on the bench? This is eventually going to go all over. Any Anybody who has any access to this data can check this out. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. Gambling. That's the, uh, <laughs> that is the, it's not in this partnership, obviously. Uh, you know, the NCAA is going to be, of the major sports leagues, the one that drags its feet the hardest in terms of embracing sports gambling. But at some point, as we're seeing with the NFL, because they put chips in everybody's shoulder pads, and they're now going to use that data for gambling markets. Don't ask having, for force and <laughs> of impact. They will not give you the data. <laughs> having information, a more granular data set on where everybody is on the court at every time, how fast they're going, how quick their acceleration is, all that stuff, that can turn into data that you can then sell to operators for sports gambling I purposes. mean, you know the Perfect World podcast, what we'd be able to do? I mean, it's just it's just too much. Like, right now, we get on the phone, and we get our pal Vasu Kulkarni mm. on the phone. Yep. And you're like, hey, Vasu, this has been your life's work. Can you believe they're just now getting into this? He's an entrepreneur. He was part of Courtside Ventures. He's been into this technology for so long. He's a basketball fan. I mean, he's a super fan. He's everywhere. But just to get his reaction now, to be like, what now? Like, how slow can you possibly be? It'd be fun just, I'm going to give him a call later and be like, hey, guess what we talked about? And what would your reaction be? For sure. And one other side aspect of this, we talked at length earlier this year with Angela Ruggiero about this, uh, the more data that college, especially in the college world, the more data that college coaches have, I think the more thorny the privacy issue 
becomes between, you know, information that gets used specifically to help the team win versus information that, you know, that well, hurt you in contract yeah, negotiations. Yeah, hurt you in contract negotiations or in college, you know, from a, from a medical standpoint. Um, there's a whole thorny issue that, that, that rises up privacy-wise the more data happens, and, and college is just starting to venture into that world. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Let's move on to Oakley and the NFL. Looks like they've walked down the aisle. What is this about? Looks like they've walked down the aisle. Very nice. If if you've been paying attention to NFL preseason, which I know at least seven people out there have been paying attention, (laughs) you might have seen sort of a rosy pink color visor on some of these NFL Hmm. helmets. Guess what? Oakley. Guess what? Now the official. Guess what? Now they can do it on their sunglasses, the official NFL. So it's a valuable logo and tie-up to have. And uh, right now, Oakley sees value in the NFL. Big dollars there. The the biggest in the company history. Yeah, I think that's the biggest advertising spend the company's ever had. It's called Prism Clear, by the way. It's Prism Clear. Prism Clear. That's That's the tint. The shade of the tint on the uh, on the new Oakley. Sorry Hazers. for calling it just Pinky Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> I guess sometimes you know maybe if you're you lost by 24, but you won the turnover battle, you have a you're looking through rose colored glasses. So there we go. Prism but tint. Pre- prism glasses. tinty. Yes, there you go. Bar, <laughs> oh, you're always looking through those. Yes, yes. Uh, I have a lot of thick lenses, but yes, I do. Yeah, it's uh, a, it's a four year deal. Worth saying. I mean, uh, the NFL remains. Yeah, it's, the, it's, the giant, the behemoth, and the fact that they're continuing to carve out. You know, new areas new for categories. sponsors to open up. You know, big big dollar Amazing. figures. Uh, you know, well, it never it never fails. In, in all seriousness, uh, this is great for Oakley because I mean, my goodness, you get the shot of the player. You're going to see, as you said, the pinky colored glasses, and you can't miss it. So well, I know the Oakley, Oakley logo. I mean, I get, but even in sales of perhaps now you'll have just 49er sunglasses, Packers sunglasses. That kind, of, they can now. Be the official supplier of about lions. Yeah, sure. I guess if anybody wants that, you could. <laughs> Once again, I will invoke the name of Wayne Fonts. Uh, should, should somebody want that, they could do it. Glad you. Barry Sanders was in town, by the way. You should have seen. Should have gone. Yeah, he did the NFL at 100, Lincoln Center. Should have hung out with Barry Sanders. Oh man, I'd have been there. You'd have man. been like giddy. Oh, I'd have been. I'd have been so unprofessional. <laughs> oh, Mr. Sanders. Uh, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about football. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, for a couple of teams, uh, they didn't quite make it, including uh, Bury FC. What happened? Yeah, it's kind of a mess right now, happening at, for two of England's oldest soccer clubs. We don't, we don't clubs. talk about second division soccer all that much, but in the business of sport, to have this happening, it's worth discussing and mentioning. Absolutely, yeah. Yep. So, so Bury FC, which is a 134-year-old club, and Bolton Wanderers, which was founded in, in 1888. Bar so, was know, an two, initial season ticket holder. <laughs> when I had my... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Still have the scarf. <laughs> Not two of England's most famous clubs, but, but two that have a tremendous amount of tradition, both in dire financial straits this week. They both had deadlines earlier this week. Essentially, the the EFL, the English Football League, the second division league in England said, look, fix it, sell, find find something, or we're kicking you out of the league. And come deadline time, Bury got 
bounced out of the league. They had a takeover plan that was not approved or couldn't they couldn't get it over the finish line. They got bounced. Uh, Bolton Wanderers given you know 14 more days to save its membership. Uh, so you know they kicked that can a little bit down the road. I think there's more optimism there. But anytime you have you know these classic franchises that are getting booted out of the league, and they I mean expulsion. Goodbye. You're done. I was there for the first game. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Watched it at the top. Man. It was good. No, in all seriousness, I mean this this is a sad. All that history now just gone uh, in the blink of an eye. And like you said, Scott, it's the business of sports. First time since 92 when Maidstone was was Mm. thrown out of the league. Yeah, so it's been almost 30 years. So it's been been some time, and you you think these teams cannot fail, especially a brand name. Even if you're a casual soccer fan, you may not know Burry, but you certainly know Bolton. Right. I mean, that that was an EPL team a while back. You certainly know the brand, the Bolton Wanderers. And to think, like, wow, they're struggling to a point where it's so bad where they just get thrown out of the league. I mean, if it can happen in the end, but remember, the NBA at some point owned the New Orleans franchise. Right. And and David Stern nixed a trade of Chris Paul. So things do happen. But imagine, just for a moment, think of the NBA or MLB saying to one team, well, your problems are so bad. Goodbye. You're out. I mean, that, it's, it's a sad state. I mean, it's it's a reality. Can that state. be revived? Can the team be revived? Let's put it that way. I, I would imagine there will be a, a push for it. It'll be much easier for for Bolton if they can stay in the league than it will be for Bury, yeah. which is essentially starting back from ground zero. Who owns? But this is one of those conversations now. Who owns the trademarks? Who owns the rights? Because there's value there. Just like the, I always say, back to the New York Cosmos. Even though it's not the NASL and they're not playing at Giant Stadium, drawing eighty thousand regularly, there's value in the New York Cosmos brand name. I'm still amazed by the way to this day that the Cosmo brand name wasn't somehow part of MLS. That's but, true. But yeah, I mean, a, it may still be the most famous US soccer brand. You could still put Pele's face on that and still sell a lot of jerseys. I myself would have said Giorgio Quinalia, but if you want to say Pele, that's fine. <laughs> or Pele as the non-fan would say. Uh, <laughs> Jim McKay said it that way Hello, on Hubert Wide Birkenmeyer. World of Sports, man. I remember those days. Of course you do. Escondarian. Yeah. Just mentioning my Sanino. Just going down my list of Cosmos. It's Thank fine. you, sir. Uh, I'm going to wrap this up. <laughs> this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. I'm Mike Labar, along with Scott Sosnick and Evan Novi Williams. We are here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday exploring the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with Gary Stoken, CEO of the Peach Bowl, talking about college football and great a fun, story. fun little great. story about Michael Jordan. How often, I mean, we know people, we want you to listen, we love that you listen, but how often do we say you cannot miss this story? Do not miss it. Do not miss the story about Michael Jordan. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports and Bloomberg Radio around the world and online wherever you get your podcasts. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.